Welcome back to So You Want to Be in Ministry. I'm Tim. So glad to have you here today with me. Uh, We here at So You Want to Be in Ministry are all about getting you to the finish line that God has put in front of you. We do that through educating you if you're thinking about jumping into ministry, equipping you if you're already in, and encouraging you if you're having that rough season and you're really considering jumping out or maybe even moving on. Uh, And we're glad that you found us because uh, we do. We want to educate, equip, and encourage you today. For the topic for this episode, uh, it is focused more on me. It's not going to be an interview. It's just I want to – I'm coming up on my 17th year in full-time pastoral ministry. And uh, I took some time last year to kind of – when I was – I was past 15. I was getting close to 16 years in in, – I took some time to go, what happened that I made it past year five and I made it past year 10? Because those are the biggest hurdles. Usually the vast majority, and and, and pastoral ministry and full-time vocational ministry within a church, it's not really that different uh, to other uh, occupations uh, that most leave in the first five years. The next wave kind of comes in the first 10, and the people that make it past 10 years tend to go a long time within that career field and path and tend to be become like the people that you hear about within those fields. Uh, they, be, they tend to rise more to the top, or at least you, you can depend on them because they just turn into faithful people in those areas and those fields. And so I was like, how did I make it past year five and year 10? Because it wasn't rosy. It was difficult. Uh, there's plenty of times where I thought about walking away, and I came up with five specific reasons. So I want to share those five reasons with you. You've heard them uh, from me in different episodes. You've heard them from the people I've interviewed, but I wanted to really bring a spotlight. I'm going to keep it pretty general, uh, within each one, and we can always get more focused and specialized and kind of drill down in later episodes. But for this one, we're keeping it kind of 30,000 foot basic one. So the first reason that I believe I made it past year five, year 10, made it to year 17 is the life of Christ. You've heard it said over and over in so many different interviews about how you have to rely on Jesus Christ. Like, he is the reason that you are moving forward. It really is not about just your ability. You have to be willing to to walk through some things. You have to be willing to endure, and you have to be willing to persevere um, with Jesus Christ. But he is really the reason that you keep going. If you try to do it on your own power, you're not going to make it. I've shared this verse with you before, but first— Thessalonians 5.24, I'm I'm, going to quote it out of the New American Standard. It says, Faithful is he who calls you, and he also will bring it to pass. So if God is going to call us to something, he's the one that's going to do it through us. Uh, It really isn't on us. It's on us to cooperate within the sanctification process. It's on us to allow him to use us as a vessel uh, that he's working out of. Uh, but it's not on us to accomplish all the things that he set out for us. It is it, He will do it. He's going to accomplish it. Just be available. Like, walk open hand up. My, my pastor, he just says, it's amazing what God does when you just walk open-handed with him. And, and he often just puts his hands out. There, there is something special about just walking open-handed with Jesus and what he does when he just has someone who's available to do what he desires to do through them. The other verse that I want to say is a very well-known verse, Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. See, Jesus gave his life for us, gave us that free gift of eternal life. He, he's in us, and now we give up our life 
to let him live out through us. And it's just an exchange of that life. And now the life that's in us, Jesus, we let live out of us. And so he does it. We don't have to be like worried and stressed about if we're accomplishing what Jesus wants us to accomplish. Just be available to him. Take away that stress. Be kind to yourself and let Jesus just work through you. And whatever he wants to do, it's great. You may be a small town pastor that nobody ever hears of and your church just, you know, doesn't do more than you're just faithful to shepherd them and they're faithful to live out their lives with Jesus. And guess what? That's perfectly fine. Because if that's what Jesus desires out of the body of Christ and the kingdom of God within that location, that's all that matters. And so be faithful and available within that context. And uh, you've, But you've heard different aspects of this. I would just challenge you, if you haven't uh, listened to uh, other episodes, go back. Because almost in every single episode, somebody references something about this reason, that it's just the life of Christ. And, and the guys that I've interviewed that are... Uh, 50 and up and 60 and up when they're talking about this like that's how they got there so pay attention reason number two that i made it past uh, year five year 10 made it to year 17 is the love of a spouse now i don't believe you need to be married to be in ministry so i just want to get that out of the way i have been very blessed to have a, a partner within ministry with my wife and, and when i say partner in ministry she's been faithful to just be there uh, I'm not saying like she's trying to equalize everything I'm doing. She's not. Uh, in fact, she's her number one goal is to take care of our family so that I can focus on the church. Like that is something she's doing. And actually, our, our my next episode is going to be with my spouse. I was like, Rach, you, you sure you want to do this? And she's like, yeah, I do want to talk. And so you're going to actually hear from her. And so it, we'll drill down a little bit more with this uh, within that episode. But the love of the spouse, she just loved me enough to jump in with both feet, and and she's walked through every difficult thing that I've walked through. She's been faithful to just be by my side through it all, when it was very hard, when she didn't understand it all, when I couldn't tell her because I was trying to actually protect her from knowing everything that I knew. She just was faithful to keep walking and stand side by side with me, and so that is a massive reason uh, why. And, and actually, it's another reason why my kids tend to enjoy going to our church is because she's so faithful to point them to Jesus and show how church can be exciting. And even in difficult seasons where I'm trying to navigate and work through some difficult things, we can keep it, uh, keep our kids and keep our family focused on Jesus heavily because of my spouse. Um, another thing that she did for me that, that was just very loving, okay, was that uh, when I wanted to go, but it wasn't time to go, she wouldn't let me go. She's just like, no, I don't think it's time. You're not done here. Uh, we need to stay. And I'm like, yeah, but man, it just feels like it's over. And she's like, it may feel that way, but it, it's not like we need to stay. And she was very faithful to just go, it's not time to go. It's not time to go. And then when it was time to go, she was like, all right, I think it's time. And I was like, whoa. And, and within six months, not only was it time, like within six months, like God had orchestrated something so cool where we were in our next position, and it was so obviously a God thing that I was just like, that was my wife. <laughs> that, that, she just knew, and it was time. And so I would say heavily rely on a spouse. Make sure that if you're looking to be, uh, to find a wife, find a husband, and you know that you're headed into uh, full-time vocational ministry, make sure they understand that path that you're on and that they're all in with you because you're going to navigate some stuff and you got to know you're on the same page as you're navigate, navigating those things. Number three, 
this one's a little bit more fun uh is just the friendships found in networking depending on who you talk to uh it can be networking can be viewed as a good thing and it can be viewed as like eh, i don't know it's, it seems like a waste of time or you know or it's turned into a bad thing where it's like somebody stabbed me in the back or it but you i think you have to network you've got to look for other people that have a similar mindset a similar heartbeat and then they're who you're bouncing things off of and they're who you're building deeper friendships with that aren't at your church because you understand what each other are going through. I'm going to interview a, f- a couple guys here in the next uh, few episodes that have become those, I've, I've gotten those friendships with them over time. Uh, one guy has been there almost since the beginning of my ministry. Another guy I, I found more recently, but I had to take the time to network. And, and let me tell you, uh, I've been in plenty of like lunches and dinners with other pastors, other ministers, where I was just like, this was a complete waste of time. Uh, I probably will try to not talk to them very deeply ever again because it's just obvious. We don't have the same heartbeat. We we don't have the same mindset. Uh, it felt like it was just clashing the whole time, which I, I don't mind having disagreements and stuff, but it was a little bit more than that. And then you'll find some real gems where you're just like, oh, God, thank you so much for this person. And, and there have been several uh, men specifically where I'm just like, thank you so much that you put them in my life uh, because I've needed to bounce things off of them at very difficult times. I've needed to celebrate with them when I could share the excitement that I was feeling over a huge, massive win that I saw God accomplish and they could understand it because they've walked through it with me. I needed those relationships and we all need them. So take the time to do that. Uh, They might be in your town. uh, So Take time to network in your town. You might meet them at conferences. You might meet them at, um, I don't know, random places. But try to take the time to just network with people and build those relationships uh, because you're going to need them to keep going. It's been critical for me to make it to year 17. Number four, reason number four, the availability of mentors. You have met so many of the people that have mentored me. Uh, I have more that I hope I get to share with you uh, throughout my life. So many mentors have been available, and they didn't have to be available 24-7. They just, they needed to make themselves available, and they did it different ways. Some, uh, when we were at summer camps, like the the whole Mark, Mark Warnock thing, right? We were there for one week, and he made himself completely available to me, and I picked his brain, and I used that opportunity of, of being around him for a week, and we built a relationship where almost a decade and a half later, we're still talking and communicating and challenging each other just because he was available, and I, was, I had an appetite to learn from him. Uh, so when they made themselves available, I made myself available. Uh, Pastor Jim, Jim Grant, uh, he constantly made himself available to me, and I had an appetite to learn from him. So if you have mentors in your life, uh, don't make them be available for you. Find out when they're available and figure out how to clear your schedule to be available when they're available. And then have a just this appetite that wants to learn from them. Because I can tell you, those types of guys have an appetite to teach you as well. It's not just about your appetite. They have, sometimes they're just like, God, provide a faithful man or woman that I can just... I can teach these things too, and I'll teach them. And, and if you show yourself faithful, that's the Second Timothy two two thing, right? Take the things that you've been faithful to learn and pass it on to other faithful men who will do the same thing. 
And there's something about that when you just have an appetite to be faithful, an appetite to learn, and they have that appetite to do the same thing. Um, uh, look for those individuals. And we can go deeper into mentoring and things like that. But that is a big reason. I've gotten to navigate some very difficult circumstances uh, because I had mentors that were just like, ah, do you see this landmine right here? <laughs> and and I got to avoid some things, or at least I got to n- navigate it with, with less pain or or less mistakes because I was willing to learn before I walked into it. And then the fifth reason that I have uh, is a little bit different, but it's very true as to why I made it to year 17, and that's the grace of the churches that I pastored in. Um, if you're listening to this, and maybe you're not a pastor, you, you just attend a church, you're just trying to help out a church staff, you're just wondering, like, what do I need to know about my church staff to help them and benefit them? I need you to hear this. Grace is a big deal. Your pastor, the, the ministry director, uh, the ministry position that, that is over you, yes, they are, that is their job if they're collecting a paycheck and stuff. Absolutely, that's how they provide for their family. But I need you to hear this. They are human. They will make mistakes. They desire to be like Jesus. They are not perfect like Jesus. They're going to make mistakes. I've made some boneheaded, stupid mistakes in my 17 years. Uh, I often tell people, like, if you're expecting me to not let you down, I I, I can tell you, uh, I'm going to let you down at some point. It's not because I'm trying to. It's just going to happen. I'm human. I'm going to choose one person over another, not because I hate one person or, or hate one person, love one person. You just have to make choices. There's going to be times where I choose my family over the church and it's going to disappoint people. There's going to be times where I, I have multiple funerals or, or visits or whatever that I'm going to have to make and I just can't get to them all and I'm going to have to prioritize and try to figure it out and I'm going to miss some people and all those things happen. And in all those moments, I have been given a lot of grace from churches. And so if you're listening to this, that is, that is a reason I've made it to year 17. Uh, so if you're a pastor, look for churches that tend to show some grace uh, if you want some longevity at that place. And if you attend a church, figure out how to perpetuate grace to your pastors. Now, that doesn't mean dismiss everything and, and just let them you know, do rampant mistakes and constantly fail without learning. And I'm saying when you have a a heartbeat as a heart, as a pastor, you should have a heartbeat where you're trying to get better. You're trying to learn. You're trying to avoid (laughs) making mistakes and causing constant failure and, and pursuing habitual sin specifically. Uh, But if you have a church that has, if you, yeah, if you have a pastor that has a heart like that at your church, give them some grace. Give them some latitude that they're going to make some mistakes. I can tell you there's there's people that uh, they saw me growing up. They saw the desire that I had to be a really good pastor. And when I would make a mistake, they would tell me, they would be like, Tim, this is not okay. I would immediately, please hear this, pastors. Immediately I would go, I am sorry. Uh, it might It might have been unintentional. I'd be like, that was not intentional. And if it was, I'd be like, you're right. I did that. That's sin. That's wrong. Will you please forgive me? It was immediate. It was immediate. I'll own it immediately. Uh, As often as I could. I'm sure there's instances and situations where I did not, but as often as I could immediately, that's on me. I'm sorry. Uh, Can, can we move forward? And I'm having trouble. I tried to spend some time thinking about this. I'm having real trouble thinking of an instance where 
the church did not show grace and just go, yeah, let's move forward. Right now, I had to build some trust back up because it's like, all right, I, I need to show that that was a one-time thing or that's not who I am. I, you know, I can be better than that. I had to do those things. But there was a lot of grace given to me. And I would say, show grace to your pastors and pastors. Be a person that it's easy to show grace to. Have that kind of heart where when you make mistakes, it's easy to show uh, some grace to. So what were our five reasons again? Number one, the life of Christ. He does it. You're just along for the ride. You're an available vessel. Number two, the love of a spouse. Not all of us are going to be uh, married. We're not going to all have spouses. But if you do, make sure they're in it with you. Like they're all in with you and that they just, your love is stronger than anything you're going to face because you love Jesus that much. Number three, uh, the friendships found in networking. It's critical to have friends you can navigate ministry with. The availability of, of mentors is number four. When they're available, be available. and Have an appetite to learn because a good mentor will have an appetite to teach. And then five, the grace of churches. When you're out there looking for a church, obviously you want to go where God's leading and, and calling you. But if you can find a, a church that, that has just something unique about them, that they're willing to throw grace your way, stay at that church go to that church, be at that church, because you're going to have a long runway with them. Because as you make mistakes, they're going to be willing to forgive you and move forward and actually learn from you as you learn from them within that process. Hope this was encouraging to you, and I look forward to seeing you all next time. See you later.